This is the Woke Daisy. Welcome back to 12 Days of TWD, where we, Anika and Nehal, give you woke Daisy listeners a little something to think about regarding South Asian culture. We've done a couple episodes on sex, pleasure, pelvic pain, but today's a little bit different. For years, Bollywood has always implied that sex is happening on screen. A subtle brush of the cheek, a very close hug, a door closing like in the Salman Khan movies. But it always has to do with something with the context of a relationship. So I was reading this article on Healthline, and sex positivity is this feminist movement that's pushing to destigmatize sex. And you sh- it should be really great for women, but it's kind of not. Um, you know, I think that sex positivity is supposed to be, like, about the power of undenied and unrepressed sex and being able to really own your body. Um, but, you know, in the 1980s, this focus took, like, this feminist turn against anti-pornography. So there were a lot of feminists who were like, you know, pornography is terrible because it sets up these unrealistic expectations. And now it's, like, gone against those same people to say, no, pornography is fine. But I think altogether, like, between porn and between sex positivity movements and between virginity and our culture is being involved with that, there's so many sides to casual sex. And it was about time that we discussed it. So today we're going to give you a few of the different sides and share opinions on what we think about casual sex and what maybe you guys think. You may or may not agree. But one of the reasons a lot of people are supportive of casual sex is because Women and men have the power to call the shots and ask what you want, especially for women. Like, you can go in there, meet a random stranger, and be like, hell yeah, I want an orgasm. Go this way. Go that way. I'm the alpha. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to be playing the devil's advocate, arguing against it. And on that note, the power to call the shots and ask for what you want, when you're with a casual partner, that comfort level is rarely ever there. And they have no idea how to please you. Do you really want to spend hours being like, oh, can you please do this? Or do that or do this when they have no idea what your body is like or how to make you orgasm. It's not necessarily good sex. Casual sex is not always good sex. It gives you no time to understand your partner. And half the time, especially for male partners, it's like having someone think that you're a porn star and just try and go at it and like try and make it a porn movie without actually knowing that's not always how it works and that's not always going to make a girl come. But what if you're just emotionally unavailable and drained from all these relationships, putting all your emotions and love and caring into this person and still crave that intimacy aspect? So casual sex is the way to go. You can still have the intimacy of someone being there, going through these physical movements without having to be emotionally attached. Mm, I agree with that. However, on the opposite side, casual sex also can feel like a transaction. Who hasn't gotten those messages, hey, you up? Yeah. And even if you take up that option, like that option, and you go in and you go and have sex with somebody just because sometimes it may end up draining you. You might end up being even more drained from the breakup and then also the sex that you had afterwards because that person only wanted sex. That's true. But what if you are in the headspace to have this no commitment life? Like you just want to have fun. Then why not? <laughs> no, I think it just goes to show that, you know, casual sex is just dependent on how you feel about it in that moment. Okay, whether you're going uh going th- or 
Whether you're going into it after a breakup or you're just ready to put yourself out there and just have something more casual versus being in a serious relationship, I think there's something for everyone. One of the coolest points about me and Nahal going back and forth on these different points, either supporting or not supporting casual sex, is actually supported by some of the Instagram data that we got from you guys. So out of the 66 people that answered our poll on Instagram, 40 people weren't for casual sex. But then we asked whether South Asians were too conservative regarding sex, and 50 people said that South Asians are too conservative, and 25% said that we weren't too conservative. Those things might seem kind of contradictory, but truthfully, I just think it proves that discussions need to be more open, and the act, maybe it isn't so open. Maybe people aren't quite as in support of casual sex as we would think, but at least the conversations need to be had, right? I completely agree with that. Also, a lot of times with casual sex, I think it's not talked about openly because of the South Asian households we've grown up in. We have this whole um, thing stuck in our head like, hey, you have sex after you get married. So when you have this big idea stuck in your head, where do you go from there? And that's the thing is like, should sex be safe for marriage? Because the the pros are that it lets you get, you get to know your partner. It lets you be emotionally available to your partner. It feels good. And, you know, it's just something that grownups can do if they feel safe and they're in a consensual relationship or a consensual partnership of whatever sort. And, you know, it's you taking ownership of your body. Does it have to be contained within marriage? Doesn't that seem kind of ridiculous? Yeah, a lot of times actually people say that they want to save sex for marriage is because the act of sex is a precious gift that is meant to be enjoyed within the uniqueness of a married relationship. So meaning after you get married, what is there to look forward to if you've already had sex? A whole life together. I completely agree with that, but that's what the notion and thinking is behind this whole sex thing. That waiting can make the love and lust for each other grow. And South Asians view sex as a true commitment. Like after a lot of South Asian relationships don't work out and people get a divorce, the reason that people have a hard time getting remarried is because they're quote unquote tainted. Well, I think also that going along with what you just said, the reason that people want to do it within a marriage is often because that yields children. So we're always taught that children should be raised in a monogamous household and therefore having sex after marriage kind of yields itself to that, like lends itself to having children. So I think that's also part of the reason why cultures often say, you know, don't have sex before marriage, have it afterward. Because if it does result in a child, it's okay because at least you're married. I think wanting to save yourself for marriage is completely okay too. It's up to you. But I think that a lot of times people miss out on what's happening with casual sex and how How much it can help you grow as a person? I don't know. I feel like sex is obviously up to the person deciding whether they want to wait or whether they don't want to wait or whether they want to do it with whoever comes along. All of that is really empowering and I think everyone has the right to make their choice. But I think that casual sex doesn't need to be experienced by everybody. I think it's not for someone, you know, all the time. I I can admit, you know, that's not really my style. And according to our Instagram poll, it's not it's not the style of the majority of the people who actually answered it. This topic is kind of broken up into two parts. Casual sex, which is having sex casually with multiple partners. Is that what it means? I think casual sex, according to the definition given to us by our listeners, which funnily enough, use the same phrase over and over and over. No strings attached. And so over and over, we got these definitions from listeners that said it's sex with no strings attached, which could mean emotionally. It could mean financially. It could mean being in a relationship. Whatever it is, (laughs) it just means 
It's you having sex with a partner that you choose and there's no expectation coming from that. I don't even know what to say right now. (laughs) But is that actually a thing? Is it possible to have sex without those feelings or without at least an expectation of some sort? Who buys breakfast in the morning? You know, is it possible to just go and hook up with someone and leave and never speak again and have zero interaction or kind of consequence or tie to them in any kind of way? So if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think it's possible. I think that actually going off of everything that we've talked about, I think that especially with women, um, we do get attached. Like there have been no times where I've had a friend have casual sex and they don't check the guy's DMs or they don't check his Instagram profile or don't get excited when he texts back. So I don't know. I think women do get attached. I feel like I want to agree with you, but I also don't want to isolate anybody who is like, nope, I can do it. And, you know, I can quote unquote think like a man, you know, and just like completely – do this without any strings attached. But I think that that's a really like interesting concept too is the concept of no strings attached. I don't know if it's really possible in today's age with DMs and things like that and without like running into them at a bar or, you know, having like this social media that connects you and stuff like that. I think this whole casual sex thing is because of the rise of dating apps. I know we keep going back to this whole dating app conversation. It's because it's like you said, it's really easy to find someone who just wants to hook up or have a one night stand. You can easily swipe left or swipe right, find someone on Tinder and boom, they're at your house. Oh gosh. I know. I had this roommate last year who was like, by the way, this guy I met on Tinder is super hung. And I was like, I, do I want to know? And she was like, yeah, look. And she showed me a dick pic that he had sent her (laughs) with his dangle (laughs) hanging out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so accessible now. Like just to be able to be like, you know, I need someone no strings attached is totally possible to get. And I think that I agree with you. You know, dating apps are definitely something that's opened the doors to being able to find someone who's down and who won't judge you because our circles are judgy and South Asian circles do tend to run together. And so prior to dating apps, it definitely, you know, was – a far more contained situation where people could probably frown upon you more if you went and hooked up with somebody that you knew or that someone's cousin knew or whatever. But speaking of our like our communities and stuff like that, I think that one of the huge arguments is, is there like a morality argument with having sex or is this like a practicality thing? And on top of that, is virginity a really big deal? Because as much as we talk about casual sex, virginity is a huge deal in our communities. And, you know, there's like honor killings for it and societal pressure to be one or not to be one. So what do you have to say about that? I don't know. Growing up, you have this um, thing in your head that, hey, virginity is a really big deal. You don't want just anybody to take it. You need to save it for someone special. Then you get older and go to college and people are like, oh, you're still a virgin? Oh, really? You're a virgin? And then it's looked down upon. So you're trying to get rid of your virginity because now this big thing that you were saving for someone and someone special didn't come along. You're like, what do I do with it? And there comes a certain point, too, where I know friends of mine and, you know, just so many people who have chosen to wait and they're judged for it, you know? And then they're like, well, do I tell my partner? Because now I'm, you know, 26, 27, 28, and I'm still a virgin. Do I tell them or do I not tell them? Have I waited too long? Is this ridiculous now? Because they feel like they're in the minority. And and that's kind of sad, too, because it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't judge people for if they decide to wait or if they don't. And that's such a huge conversation to bring up with your partner, though, because you don't know how they're going to react. Like, suppose they are in a virgin and you've been a virgin for this long. How are they going to feel? Like, are they comfortable with taking your virginity? 
Are, are, should you tell them even? Or is that something you keep private to yourself? There are so many questions. And there's a really bizarre d- double standard. I don't know if you all paid attention to the TI debacle that happened recently. But oh, yeah. he was talking about how he takes his daughter to the gynecologist every year and basically needs a written statement that says that she's still a virgin and that her hymen is still intact. Now, for anybody who's even slightly medically aware Hymen is not an indicator of virginity because you can lose it, you know, doing gymnastics, riding a bike, whatever. However, that was his measurement. One of the things that really interested me when he was saying it in the article was the fact that he said, well, why would you want to have sex with a virgin anyway? Like, guys don't get any pleasure from it. And, you know, I really don't want her to be tainted. But then he had this opposite reaction for his son. He didn't really care. His son's 15. And he doesn't really care if his son has sex because, according to him, it impacts the girl more than it impacts the guy. That is actually insane because that's still happening, the double standards within our community. So when guys go out and they're having casual sex, they are a player, bro, you got this, go hook up with whoever, you're cool for doing it. But when girls do it, or women, they are known as sluts or they're whores, according to a lot of people in the community. Even women say that to other women. And it's like, why is there a double standard? Yeah, being called a slut is like the furthest sort of insult that we can give in our community because there's such an emphasis on, you know, sexual morality and and keeping your legs closed or whatever. But it's really interesting, too, on Huffington Post, I was reading this article and they were talking about how Indian men are just pretending to be okay with the fact that their partner's are having sex. So I realize that this is a very, very straight focused article, but um, just to delve in, I apologize to our LGBTQ listeners that there isn't a comparison here, but um, there's an article on casual sex in India and they basically said that many men aren't okay with women having more partners than him or even engaging in casual sex. So there's like plenty of stories of guys and girls hooking up and The one girl talked about how she was like making out with his partner and he laughed and he goes, I hope you don't do this with many guys. And then there's just sort of this still – like there's still sort of this concept of you're not that kind of girl or like would you really jump into bed with any kind of person? And, you know, when a bunch of guys were asked like how many partners would be acceptable or unacceptable to a quote-unquote modern guy – One guy said, more than me, I guess. So basically that Indian guys don't want their sexual partners to have more sexual partners than they do to kind of show off that they have more and that the females have relatively stayed, quote unquote, pure and untainted as we talked about before. I mean, I've heard guys talk about women and they've asked each other, hey, did you hook up with that girl that you matched on Tinder? And the guy's like, yeah, I did. And then they're like, oh, would you date her? They say, nah, I would never date someone who puts out on the first date. But then I don't understand. Like, you just did the same thing and you're not going to date a girl for doing what, exactly what you wanted? It takes two. Where the heck was your wiener? Yeah. You know? Like, you were doing stuff too. This is ridiculous. And it's just this double standard is kind of gross. And the thing is, we've touched on virginity before, but one of the things that really bothers me is the fact that – Virginity is so, like, cherished just for females. There's no way that we can tell with guys. Guys can have sex with whoever they want. And unless they get an STI or STD, we don't know. Whereas there's, like, this quote-unquote female sort of, like, a physical sign, which is inaccurate once again. But, you know, there's a female sign that we're having sex or we're not. And 
that has led to so many issues in our cultures. Honor killings, people actually kill if they think that their daughters or sisters or, you know, female relatives have had sex. And I think that that's just absolutely disgusting and unacceptable. Yeah, there's even that whole thing in different countries where a lot of people are putting their virginity on sale for like millions of dollars and things like that. And one of the things that I read about before is in some Middle Eastern countries, and including actually, you know what, even in India, I've heard about this happening. And in other South Asian countries, I've heard about this happening is the fact that women's virginity is so prized that on their wedding night, people will lift out their bed sheets after the, like the, their first night to prove that their hymen was broken or not broken or whatever based on the bloodstains. The fate of a futuristic desert kingdom rests in the hands of a princess desperate for power and an assassin with a dark secret in The Phoenix King by Barna Varma, a novel smoldering with politics, romance, morally gray characters, magic, and technology in an immersive Indian-inspired science fantasy world. This book from Hachette Book Group features jaw-dropping world-building, slow-burn romance, badass female queens, and gorgeous interior art. The Phoenix King was previously self-published as The Boy with Fire in August of 2021, but Orbit's newly revised and edited edition, complete with a new title, has been released and both the book and author are wildly popular on TikTok. It was also named one of the best new fantasies of 2023 by Pace Magazine, io9, and Pop Sugar, and it was named an Amazon Best Science Fiction and Fantasy of September slash an editor's pick. Check it out now at the links in our episode notes. So if you are having casual sex, what are some tips you can give to people having casual sex? Mine is always be protected. I don't care what you're doing, how many people you're with, whether you're straight, whether you're not. I don't care as long as you are protected and safe and everybody involved has there is is not at risk for any kind of either disease or pregnancy. Mine is read the room. Like when you get into a situation with a person, like see, did they just break up with someone? Are they looking for a rebound? Do you stay and cuddle after? Should you leave? Just read the room so you're not in the awkward situation the next day. Like I said, who buys breakfast in the morning? This is so complicated. It feels like all of these little details are the ones that would go right over my head. So another thing to keep in mind with casual sex is uh, mental health. So I read an article on American psychologists, and they said that people who had the most regret after uncommitted sex also had more symptoms of depression than those who had no regret. Isn't that crazy to think about? That is actually incredibly fascinating because that basically means that if you're more prone to mental health issues, that it might not necessarily be the best choice for you because you are going to feel bad about it after. And most likely your mental health is going to kind of affect either your decision making in actually having casual sex or the way you react to it afterward. Also, the hookup scenarios may include feelings of pressure and performance anxiety contributing to feelings of discomfort, which is also can take a hit on someone's mental health. Which is exactly what we were talking about earlier. Does casual sex really, is it actually good sex? Does it actually fulfill the purpose of what we were talking about? After kind of talking about this entire conversation, it kind of makes me wonder, why do people have casual sex? We're saying so many things that are against it. Why do people do it? Like, I get the whole confidence portion of it. Like, women like to feel like they're in control. Maybe they're just wanting to put themselves out there, have something, no strings attached. But what really are the benefits? Well, I think the part of this right now, this conversation that we're having, a lot of it is 
But if you're in XYZ situation, this isn't going to be good for you. But there are plenty of women who either don't struggle with mental health issues or who do and can have, uh, you know, good manage on, like get good management techniques in place or people who are just able to be able to have sex and, you know, not feel that attachment. And I think that, you know, we often put people in situations where we're like, or, you know, in boxes where we think that, you know, they have to have a mental health issue or maybe it's not good for them. And we put things that, you know, that we might be facing on other people, which isn't the case, you know, and it's fully possible that there are South Asian women that are ridiculously empowered and feel great about going out there and owning their bodies and having really great sex. And for them, I definitely have to say hats off. Again, with Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and things like that, since casual sex is way more open and more people can have it because it's so attainable, I think that's why more people want casual relationships because it's so like not a hot commodity anymore. Like really, you can just get sex anywhere. But now relationships are on kind of the low end. So people are more wanting and like thirsting for this like relationship and companionship with someone. Yeah, the connection that you get. Yeah, like that human connection because it's just so attainable now. Sex is kind of everywhere too. So, you know, if you look at if you watch TV or if you watch everything, hookup culture is everywhere all the time. So I can't really blame people for either feeling pressured or who just want that and who don't want the relationship on the other, like, you know, on the other side and who would rather just keep it casual and just enjoy their lives. Yeah. Do you think that people grow out of the keeping it casual phase? I don't think everyone does, and I don't think they have to. I think relationships aren't always for everybody. You know, and I was actually having a conversation with a friend about that before just a few days ago who said, I don't really know if relationships are for me and that's okay. I think And I think that's where the mentality needs to change because as South Asians, it's also in our minds that, hey, you need to have a relationship, get married by a certain age and do all that. But like, it's okay to not want to get married. It's okay to like not want to be in a relationship, be committed to someone. 100%. It's okay to own your body. Virginity does not you know, define the the morality of your life and whether you're a good person or a bad person. And ultimately, it just comes down to making the best choice for you. If you can handle casual sex, stay protected, go out and enjoy your life. And if it winds up that you're someone who would rather wait and be in a relationship, then by all means, do what's right for you and stick to your guns. Because as much as it seems like the world is having sex, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you and that's okay too. And pivoting to a more serious topic, how do you think casual sex and the hookup lifestyle play a role in promoting rape culture? I mean, it's really apparent whenever you think about the Aziz Ansari case, because from his argument, it was just a hookup gone wrong that wasn't particularly pleasurable. But on the other hand, she was saying, hey, I wasn't really comfortable and I was, you know, with this really skewed power dynamic and, you know, also I kind of said no, but he didn't also know her well enough to be able to maybe, you know, ask or even know what her consent signs were. And so, you know, consent is a huge thing with hookup culture because with someone that you love or someone that you're in a relationship with, you're more likely to care whether they're okay or not. Whereas with a hookup, you may not care if you see them ever again. And that, whether for, you know, for better or for worse, hopefully not for worse, but often the case, it can definitely put people at risk and it can also really make you careless with how you treat them and whether you're getting the consent for all the things that you guys are doing. Exactly. I definitely think that there's a blurred line with consent in the hookup culture, especially with the use of alcohol and drugs, but you don't really know this person. You don't 
really have the respect for this person. So how are you going to respect their sexual boundaries? Like it's very, you have to still have a conversation, I think, when you're hooking up with someone casually or ask yourself a few questions like, hey, am I in the right headspace? Hey, how do I feel about the situation right now? Will I regret it in the morning? Am I okay? Can I do this? Ultimately, I think that whether your partner is same sex or opposite sex, it all comes down to communication. You have to communicate what your boundaries are, whether that means not having sex or having sex. It means your health history. It means what kind of protection you're going to use. And it also means, you know, I'm not comfortable or I'm comfortable. And I realized that that ties into a thousand and one different things and it can have a million other conversations. There's literally a thousand other episodes we could do about this conversation expanding into a a bunch of different other ones. But at the end of the day, it also comes down to talking about sex more so that South Asians can also take more accountability for not only their actions, but take more of an empowered role with what they do with their bodies and have more bodily autonomy and make their choices in an informed and really great place where they can really own their bodies and own their decisions without feeling guilt or shame from our cultures. So ultimately, I think it's just about speaking about it more and sharing that communication with friends, with family, with generally our societies more often. And hopefully that will carry over into conversations that we have with our partners. Couldn't agree more. So Nahal, it's your favorite time. It's rapid fire. So today, our question is, what is your favorite movie about casual sex? Not a movie, but Sex in the City. I really like the movie Friends with Benefits featuring Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. I was actually going to say that before I change it to the show. Who is your favorite celebrity who's talked about sex casually? Mine is Emma Watson. She just spoke about Oh, OMG. God, you took mine. You always take mine. Oh, yeah. I love Emma Watson. And what is a concept involved with casual sex that you just don't believe in? Oh, friends with benefits. 100%. I don't believe that can exist. We need to do a whole episode on that because I don't know where I stand. But I think that you don't have to call someone after casual sex if you didn't say that you were going to. All right, guys, we realized that this conversation jumped all over the place and that there's a thousand and one, like I said, episodes that we could carry over from this one, whether it's Friends with Benefits, which we're now thinking about doing, or whether it's virginity, or whether it's the culture and the shame that revolves around the topic of sex, whether it's bodily autonomy or health itself. So if you guys have ideas, definitely reach out to us via Instagram at thewokethacy or on Facebook, or just send us an email, thewokethacy at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to hear what you guys have to offer. As we always say, get woke and stay woke. This is The Woke Daisy.